This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 17th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. The president is mulling military action in Iraq as violence there escalates. Ben Friedman, a research fellow in defense and homeland security studies at the Cato Institute, argues it's not clear how U.S. security is enhanced by re-engaging in Iraq. What the president said on Friday was that he'd take a few days. I don't think he said exactly how long to decide what sort of force to use in Iraq or whether or not to use force to help the government stand up to these Sunni militiamen led by this ISIS group. And uh, we sent an aircraft carrier and a couple other Navy ships to the region so we'll be ready to use air power uh, if we decide to do that. The president did rule out using ground troops. So apparently we're deciding if we're going to give them drone support for intelligence to target uh, and also to do the attacks or uh, maybe an airstrike on behalf of the Iraqi government against these um, Sunni militiamen, uh, including the ISIS group. Does this uh, set in stone this uh, what seems to be an Obama tactic, which is to uh, help people from the air, so to speak, that is not, not put troops on the ground, but also just drop a bunch of bombs, that sort of thing? I think it does put that in place. I think this president in some ways behaves that way using air power, limited amounts of force to accomplish objectives because of the political circumstances he's in or that he's helped create, which is that he's president at a time when the U.S. public is overwhelmingly opposed to military adventures involving large amounts of ground forces as an obvious result of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. But at the same time, because of his own beliefs, I guess, and uh, being president of the United States and all the people he named to his administration, he feels compelled to fix all these situations. So uh, on the one hand, the U.S. objectives in the world don't seem to have changed very much. We seem to think every bit of instability or Uh, civil war, particularly in the Arab world, somehow, uh, if it's not going the way we want, uh, requires American management or leadership, but uh, we're not willing to put in a lot of force. So we wind up bombing or using drones. What is the rationale uh, that is offered, being offered now as opposed to in 2002, 2003 for getting involved in Iraq? I'm not entirely sure what the rationale is. We keep hearing uh, that ISIS... Uh, which is the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria, translated into English, uh, is this terrorist organization uh, that wants to create an Islamic caliphate in bits of uh, Syria and Iraq and that they're more brutal than uh, al-Qaeda and that um, if other people are arguing, they'll say, well, they're erasing the gains that, that we had in Iraq in terms of creating a, a stable government. So there's a lot of commentary right now that suggests that somehow we were losing the war under Bush and then we figured out how to win it. But then by leaving, we screwed things up and created a power vacuum that's now being exploited by these guys. So we sort of have to, according to various hawkish commentators, go back in to fix what we started there. But it was never the US, at least explicit, it was never the explicit role of the United States to create a stable government there. It was to create conditions for the Iraqis to come up with a stable government. Is that, is that, is that a fair distinction? That is a fair distinction. But besides that, it wasn't even really the U.S. goal there, as I understood it, to create a stable government there. It was 
our efforts to do that were always predicated on some larger goal, which uh, originally was to get rid of mass destruction, weapons, get rid of weapons of mass destruction and uh, this Saddam Hussein regime. And then it had to do with counterterrorism. So creating a stable state there was always sort of beholden to these larger interests. And, And I don't think that was ever a good idea. And I think it's even less of a good idea now to go back in and sort of try to manage Iraqi politics. What do we know about ISIS? It's a sort of mysterious group that's uh, a a Sunni extremist organization, uh, a jihadi organization that's used extreme amounts of violence and Iraq in particular, and that, that's also participating in the civil war in Syria, fighting against the government there. They split. They had an ideological dispute with the uh, al-Qaeda leadership, uh, Amin al-Zawahiri, in, uh, wherever he's hiding out in Pakistan. And uh, so they're not beholden to al-Qaeda. And I think it's actually a mistake to think of them as an al-Qaeda organization in the sense that they certainly don't like the United States of America or believe in uh, liberal democracy and they're using terroristic violence, but they're using it in Iraq against other Iraqis and in Syria to an extent. So they're not overwhelmingly interested, it appears, in attacking the West. They seem to be a insurgency that's interested in local politics. And so for the United States, I think it's important to distinguish that sort of group as much as they might offend us morally from ones that are coming after us. You know, we don't need to manufacture enemies in the world by making every jihadist group into uh, a recapitulation in our minds of uh, al-Qaeda in Afghanistan in the 1990s because it's sort of a recipe for fighting endless wars in uh, the Middle East and Africa. President Obama has threatening to provide some support. Presumably that include that involve, would involve dropping bombs somewhere. But uh, nothing akin to boots on the ground so far. But is the mere provision of that kind of support uh, a further invitation to then get more involved? I think the difficulty is that we don't have an escape. We don't have an exit strategy. We don't know how to get out as we learned the hard way uh, in Iraq. And if you bomb ISIS – Uh, you're not necessarily changing the balance of power in Iraq in a fundamental way. You have what is a weak Shiite government fighting a Sunni insurgency. I should have said before, ISIS consists largely, at least in part according to media reports, of Sunni militiamen, many of whom we helped train as part of the surge in Iraq. And the government of Iraq, the president says, well, we need to make it a multi-ethnic state. You know, if we support them, it will be predicated on that. But it's a Shiite government ruling in a sectarian way. And everybody's standing around now and saying, well, the problem is Nouri al-Maliki and he's not ruling Iraq in an inclusive way. So he's angering all the Sunnis and they're revolting. But I think it's not an accident that Iraq has that sort of leader, that they have uh, an extremist, uh, at least sectarian Shiite leader because the Shiite majority, at least the way its politics works out, seems to want that. So if we bomb, what we're doing is helping a weak Shiite regime defeat Sunni insurgencies. And that's why Iran would be on our side in that because they're on the side of that same uh, regime. And I think the question we have to ask is, will it make any fundamental difference in Iraqi politics? 
in a way that's going to serve U.S. interests in the long term? Or will it simply delay the day when Iraq has politics that reflect its internal balance of power? And I, I think it wouldn't. I think uh, it's worth very little to us at this point what the constitution of power is in Iraq because we don't know how to manage it. And certainly a little bit of air power isn't going to solve all the problems we had before in making this into the sort of country we want it to be. So short of a massive input of American power used in a wise way, using wisdom we don't have, we're going to fail again in Iraq. So I think at some point you just have to cut your losses and let it go. Ben Friedman is a research fellow in defense and homeland security studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.